This, this is the Second Second Story Podcast. Welcome back to the Second Story Podcast. I'm Liv Oaf. This month marks Second Story's 20th birthday, and we're celebrating with some of our favorite stories. This week, we're bringing you a story about mothers and daughters, self-care and independence, and about vibrators. Second Story is proud to present Carla Rivera. All right, look, I didn't wake up that morning thinking today's the day I'm gonna take my mom vibrator shopping. (laughs) The first thing I heard was the sound of raindrops tapping the air conditioner in our vacation rental in Boqueron. And then I thought, shit. These trips home to Puerto Rico with my mom had become less frequent in my adulthood as we'd untangled from the codependency we had as a result of our single parent, only child relationship. This drifting apart also meant that I was becoming my own person, a person my mom didn't seem to like. I began every trip with high hopes, but our FaceTime always devolved to me enduring a litany of my shortcomings and comparisons to the children of her friends and colleagues, hearing things like, Fulana's daughter bought a house. Tiene una casa, Carla. Clearly, she was not impressed with my life choices, my tattoos, my film school education, or my employment status, which at the time included getting work wherever I could get it. I had nothing for her to brag about at cocktail parties. I was for her a mass of wasted potential. I don't know, Carla. You're almost 40. I was 31. The rain limited all of my traditional escape routes. No beach, no walks, just her and me, indoors, all day. As cabin fever creeps in, my mom says, come on, let's get out of here. An hour later, we pull up to the Mayagüez Holiday Inn, which houses a tiny sale casino. After a few years of living dangerously close to the casinos in Detroit, she'd sworn off the slots. But as the cacophony of bells, chimes, and whirs of the slots beckon, she looks at me slyly and says, I'm on vacation. (laughs) She's relaxed, providing me with the reprieve from the interrogations on my life, and leans into the dimensions of our relationship that are more sister-sister than mother-daughter. In sister-sisterland, she giggles when people exclaim that they can't believe we're mother and daughter. And she treats me like a friend. She hands me 50 bucks and zips away to engage in her slot machine ritual, circling every area to get a vibe for each machine. And when she finds the one, she'll sit there for the rest of the afternoon. I spend the first 15 minutes maxing $20 of bets on a quarter machine, taking full advantage of the free pressed ham sandwiches and coffee. Then I make my way to the bar, quickly befriend the bartender, ensuring a strong pour and free rounds. Three drinks in, my mom finds me. They're all rigged, she says. (laughs) Dealing with my mom when she's pissed off and in the hole a couple hundred dollars is a delicate dance I've never been able to master. I slide her a Cuba Libre and hope for the best. It's still raining. The look on her face means she's plotting our next move, likely another casino. Have another drink, I say, and I slide her a second Cuba Libre. 
An hour later, we are cackling. I don't remember what we're talking about, but when we drink together, I slide the curtain back on my life and tell her things that on any other day she'd likely judge me for. So I'm mid-story about something when she grabs my hand, pulls me close to her and says, it's been nine years since I've had sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> nine years, Carla. I'm taken aback. We've never talked about this kind of thing before. The closest thing I got to the talk was when she awkwardly made me watch Beaches when I got my first period, <laughs> for which I'm still trying to figure out the logic. Well, you need to make some friends, Ma. As an only child, my mom would take me places and push me to make friends. Look, there's a little girl playing over there. Go say hi. And just like that, I'd have a best friend for the day. This trait trickled into my friendships and into my sex life. I liked making friends. <laughs> Con conversely, my mom was ruled by her responsibilities, where there were few risks she was willing to take, few options to make close friends, and even fewer opportunities to date. The sound advice doesn't resonate, so I switched tactics. So how do you... You know, what? How do you take care of yourself? What do you mean? How do you take care of yourself? The loud inflection and my pointing down there instantly embarrasses my mom. Ay, cala, por favor. As a woman who believes that every woman should be getting off, I'm stunned. You're joking, right? You don't have anything to help you you know? No, I don't know. My frustration mounts. You mean you don't have a toy? What? No. She pushes me, grossed out. My shock turns to sadness. She deserves to experience pleasure. This was a clear cry for help, and I was not going to let her down. I'd begun to formulate a plan, a plan that one creates and deems feasible because alcohol. <laughs> I couldn't find her a man to do the job, but I could help her find something better. With a determination and a sense of purpose she could not argue with, I said, finish your drink, we're leaving. Where are we going? Condom World. Condom World is a chain of sexy stores found in strip malls all across Puerto Rico that happen to be neighbors with Party City. With darkened windows and neon signage, it clearly states this is where sinners go. I went there during a girl's trip a few months earlier, so for the first time in probably ever, I am the captain of this journey. Porn plays in every corner of the store as I lead us past the wallow condoms toward the room where rows and rows of dildos and vibrators ranging in size, color, and capability await us. My mom follows me wearing the biggest sunglasses she owns. Where the fuck did you bring me? I walk through the store like my mom did at the casino, gauging the energy of the space. 
My mom seems both impressed and mortified by my vast knowledge of sex toys and what they do. So what kind of dicks do you like, ma? Look, just, just pick one and go. No, 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 no. This isn't a choice to be taken lightly. This is an investment. I begin to sift through our options. Oh man, I really wish they had my favorite one. You have a favorite? The Cleopatra. It's Egyptian themed, it's ribbed in hieroglyphics, the head is shaped like a pharaoh, and there's a lion with three tongues that comes out of the bottom, and it just, I can't even do it justice. Okay, I'm in the zone. It saved me from some regrettable mistakes. Okay, Carla. I had to get two because I broke the first one. Okay! Her roar is heard throughout the store. Her buzz is fading. We quickly settle on one called the rabbit. Solid pick, standard. <laughs> I can get with this. All right, let's get out of here, Carla. I know that pointed tone. We'd gone from sister-sister to mother-daughter. The lady behind the register tests it and I try to keep it positive. See, Ma, see how this part moves around and the part with the little bunny ears does this and my mom throws a credit card on the counter and leaves. I finish the transaction and go down to the car. The rain has stopped, replaced with thick, nearly suffocating humidity. The drive back to our apartment is quiet. My mom looks mad like she's processing shame, like I'd fooled her into doing something bad and now she's gotta come clean to her parents. Mommy, I don't really wanna talk right now. I press my head up against the window, looking towards the large bay that was Boqueron. It was sunny over there. So this is your life. This is what you're about, she says. How silly of me, thinking that this day could end with me being the hero, that maybe there was something about me that she could be proud of, that she raised a daughter who could take care of herself, and not just in that way. I was back to being a disappointment. But I was done giving her the power to make me feel bad, so I just started talking. A few years ago, I was at this 4 a.m. bar with some friends. It was a real meat market. This guy comes up to us and he looks at me and says, I can give you the best sex you've ever had. And we're supposed to believe these things. We're made to believe that our pleasure is a source of magic that only men can make. So we become afraid of missing out and we're compelled to go home with them only to be done in 20 minutes and left staring at the ceiling as they sleep. And that's bullshit. Thank you. And you know what, Mom? Ever since I bought my first toy, whenever a guy comes up to me claiming to be able to give me the best sex I've ever had, I can look at him and say, no, I can give myself the best sex I've ever had. Like the legend of the phoenix. This story was produced by Ali Drum, directed by Rashmi Hasma Rastavaki, and music and sound design by Mikhail Fixell and Shane Longbin. The Second Story Podcast is produced by me, Liv Oaf. 
Second Story is supported by the MacArthur Fund for Art and Culture, the Richard H. Treehouse Foundation, the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, the City Arts Grant from the City of Chicago Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events, our 2018 to 2019 season sponsor, Skadden, Arp, Slate, Meager, and Flome, and many generous individuals like you. I'm Livo, and this, this is the Second, Second Story Podcast.